I'm John, and tonight I want answers about the election. I'm John Thompson. I'm John A. Vink. I'm Keith Statenfield. I'm Loretta Beavers. I'm A.J. Minnick. I'm Jennifer Sim. I'm Jim Tu. I'm Bobby Chastain. These stories tonight on John Wants Answers. John Wants Answers. Give John Answers. John Wants Answers. Give John Answers now. All right, welcome back. Today, it's November 12th, 2020. And it's just a mere week after the election, week and two days. I'll trust you, because I have not been paying attention to the date. Come on. Did, hope you paid attention to what date the third was. Yeah, yeah, I, I voted, for God's sakes. But, you know, like I used to have a very clear idea of Monday versus Tuesday versus Wednesday, and now uh, kind of Saturday gets here, and I'm like, oh, look, it's the weekend again. Yeah in the longest march ever. My guest tonight is the legendary Keith Statenfield. He, he's timeless he, in, in that he doesn't know what the date is. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So as we discussed, we had an election. We did. And I voted. I now never... it cost me $180 to vote. Okay. Now, I'm told that poll taxes are not allowed anymore. They're not. That's not exactly what happened. See, I, I was on vacation. Yeah, I went to a foreign country. Yeah. And so my ballot was mailed to me in October, but I was gone. So I had to get my girlfriend to FedEx my ballot from USA all the way to Canada. Wow. And I said to the poll worker, this is legal. You can do this. Okay, good. And then I filled out the ballot in Canada. In Canada. That part was illegal, but go on. And the propositions do not apply to Canada at all, so it's a little confusing. Then... I FedExed it back to here. And okay. the FedEx thing, I was like in the middle of nowhere. Actually, no, I wasn't. I was like 20 miles from somewhere, but that was considered middle of nowhere. So FedEx charged me like $120 to FedEx something there. Wow. But then $60 to FedEx it back to the US of A. Because they drove it to the real city and then it went from there to this big city. Yeah, good plan. Yeah. yeah. So I voted. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna buy stock in FedEx tomorrow. I had no idea they were that expensive. It's way more expensive than I thought. I thought it'd be like yeah. 30 bucks, maybe 40 bucks. And then they went came back with me receipts. I, I demanded to see receipts to reimburse them. Yeah, post office like, is like $2. Yeah, but I needed secure and timeliness. Wow. And I scanned the little barcode thing and the county of Santa Clara said, yes, we got your ballot and it was a-okay. Woo. Which is also always nervous because the signature, they have to like, they try and match them. Yeah. And like I haven't, when I signed my credit card receipt, I just like scribble, scribble. Like I'm been shot and I'm signing it. I'm the first last breath. But for my voter registration, I think I did a real one. So I've almost forgotten what my real one looks like. Yeah. It all worked out. You didn't just attach a picture of your, your white face to it? No. Well, probably not. That beard would have. I don't think I had my picture on file. So, the results are not done yet. Well, they're done. No. I think I've heard there's two states that haven't finished their counting. Well, no, almost no state has finished their counting. Like the new there are two states that, for some reason, you think aren't officially called yet, 
and 48 states that are officially called. They're not official. But almost all of those states are still counting ballots if they came from overseas members of the military or in some state overseas citizens that are outside the country. And they are checking and rechecking some precincts. And they will have official numbers in like the next week to three weeks. So the numbers that we see on the news, where do those come from? Uh, those are the released numbers from each state. Mm -hmm. So each state up. has counted somewhat other votes. Uh, almost every state has counted more than 99% of their votes. Okay. And so the current total I looked was that there's 190 electoral votes. No, 290 yeah. electoral votes for Joe Biden and 217 electoral votes for Trump. Yeah, that's what, like, that's what AP says. Right. If you ask, I think most of the major news organizations are still calling Georgia and North Carolina undecided. I don't know why there is virtually no chance of either state not going Georgia for Biden, North Carolina for Trump. Right. But they haven't made that last call on hmm. those two states. So what is the mechanism for a state to officially declare their result? Uh, well, at some point, generally it's the Secretary of State uh, within the state will release the official certified voting results from the election. Mm -hmm. And that will include, for the presidential race, the number of votes for each declared and you know, registered write-in candidate. And those get forwarded to the state legislatures in each state, which mm. then puts their stamp on it and says, the electors that were selected for Biden will be sent to the electoral college when it meets. Now, is that in constitutional law or could like some governor of some state say, I'm just going to pick my own electors. Um, it's described in both the Constitution, which gives, uh, which describes how the Electoral College works and how states send electors and how electors are, how electors are divided. Um, and then there's both state law in each individual state uh, and federal law uh, passed by Congress that describes in excruciating detail all of the different procedures and dates and rules and who has to do what. Okay. Speaking of writing candidates, I voted for you for three different positions. I've heard. Have you been contacted by the authorities? I have not, no. Not do they bother counting the write-in votes if I guess existing people get enough votes? I believe that if you want your write-in votes counted, you are supposed to file a statement of candidacy with the county or with the state, letting them know that your name might appear in the write-in line and that they should keep track of it. Does that cost anything? I don't know, and I don't know. You should file that paperwork every four years, every two years, because I vote for you for a lot of things. But I would have to file it for every single, I'm not gonna do that. No? No, no. Oh. I mean, I don't think I'm going to win. Like half the things you wrote me in for, I'm probably not qualified for. Like, well, you can be on the Open Space Preserve Board. 
I could, but I think you were, that was a district election, and I don't think I live in the district you live in. Okay. Do you have to have a law degree to be a judge? Uh, no. 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 There but you go. should, but it, it's strongly suggested. Yeah. But like yeah. I, I should not be a judge. Well, you might be I mean, I'd be better than, than Alito and Thomas, but yeah. I still shouldn't be a judge. Interesting question. For a Supreme Court justice, can they just be anybody or they have to have a law background? They can just anybody. be anybody. There are, there have been plenty of Supreme Court justices that did not have law degrees. Oh, that's something to keep in mind. Um, yeah, it's a lifetime post, so you get fired. <laughs> exactly. Um, so where are the states that are not decided? Well, that's, I guess we talked about Georgia and- Georgia, North Carolina. North Carolina. Um, and do they have enough electoral votes to swing the result? They don't, no. So if Trump somehow won both, he would he still won. not be president elect. Okay. I just saw a news alert go by on my phone saying that Arizona has officially been decided for Joe Biden. Which, Probably by AP, like Fox News called Arizona for Biden we Tuesday can, night or Wednesday morning. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen that in the past. Yeah. Um, so well, to be clear, Wikipedia has, de has decided it's president-elect Biden. Oh, so well, it's then it's over. Because, you know, yeah, Wikipedia over. It's on Wikipedia. is the source of all knowledge, right? Well, not all knowledge, but this, yeah. Um, so now the Electoral College, when did they meet? Second week of December? I think the 14th? Oh. So that's about a month yeah. from now. So presumably all the elections in the states will be certified by then. Yes, I think the first, I think the first state certifies its results uh, around November twentieth. Okay. And most of them certify the results before the end of November. So once they vote the electoral college, like there's no going back. They decide who the president is, right? Uh, after the electoral college has picked. After the college has met, mm -hmm. met, uh, and forwarded their results to Congress, mm -hmm. then Congress will meet January sixth and open the envelope, <laughs> and they will see whose name, if any person has the number two seventy or higher after it, mm -hmm. and if they see such a person. Congress will vote to accept the report from the Electoral College, and that person will, for the House, become president, and for the Senate, become vice president. What if Congress decides not to vote or to vote against? Then we have a constitutional crisis, and everything has gone higgly-piggly. This is the time to worry about constitutional crises. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, so the Electoral College members, do they meet in person or they just phone it in? I think they have generally met in person, but I don't know if there's any requirement that they meet in person. I can understand when they wrote the Constitution, before they had a telephone, that they would need that. But does modern technology ever, like, change how things are done? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I believe it is sufficient for the state to send a written description of their votes for the Electoral College, but I don't know. Um, we have, have a pop and circumstance thing. So if it wasn't for COVID, they would certainly like to meet. Mm -hmm. 
Recently in my lifetime, about 20 years ago, there's an election between a George Bush and an Al Gore. And there was. There was some, I wouldn't say scandal. There was some confusion. Shit went down. Shit went down. Yes. Um, so did they figure out that, I guess Florida was like the state where they thought they could flip somehow and both weren't counted. Um, in 2000, uh, when they finally got done counting all the votes up in Florida, there were uh, the number of the difference between what George Bush got and what Al Gore got was under a thousand votes. Okay. Um, the state did a recount mm -hmm. uh, because when it's that close, they're supposed to do a quick recount. Right. And they added the numbers up again. And the difference between Al Gore and George Bush was like 400 votes. Mm. which was an insanely close margin for a state the size of Florida. And without winning Florida, neither George Bush nor Al Gore had enough votes to become president. So court cases ensued. There were some weird things. First of all, at the time, Florida used punch card ballots. Right. We used to use in California a long time ago. You slid a punch card into a machine and you pushed through. Um, and for that voting technology, sometimes the thing you push through would kind of be hanging. It was called a hanging chad. Right. And the question was, if there's a ballot with a hanging chad and you run it through a ballot counting machine, sometimes it might flip up into the and cover the hole. Right. And you wouldn't count that vote. And sometimes it would be hanging down or it might flip flat and you would count it. Uh -huh. um, so they had to look at all of the ballots <laughs> to try to come to a decision about who had actually won the race. Right. And there were court cases and there were different cities which had different, uh, some cities used punch cards, some cities used the little bubble, little the bubble with an ink pen thing. Mm -hmm. um, they also, you know, Someone would come through with an ink pen and they would not fill in the circle enough. And if you looked at that and it looked like the circle had tried to be filled in, you counted it. And if it looked like a stray mark that crossed a bubble, you wouldn't count it. Mm -hmm. And So is that figured um, out by the second week of December? Well, what happened is they, um, they quickly got into court and the Florida courts started ordering the counties to do recounts. Now, federal law says that if a state doesn't want its electors to be challengeable by Congress when they get there, they have to be done by, I think, a week before the Electoral College meets. Mm -hmm. And by the time the case got to the Florida Supreme Court and they started ruling that we are going to recount all of the ballots in these counties were going to come up with a number. It was tight whether they would be able to finish all of those counties by then. And uh, both campaigns were filing cases to try to improve their side. Uh, eventually, they, the Bush campaign filed a case with the federal Supreme Court saying, uh, this is just unfair, right? It, it's, too, it's too late to count 
the ballots correctly and safely. So we're gonna have we're gonna have to come to an agreement about what ballots get counted by whom under what standards. Um, and the Gore, the Bush campaign had said, it's not fair that some, that different counties have different standards. So that's treating people in Florida differently. Mm -hmm. What county you're in, a hanging chad might get counted, might not get counted. That means it's a violation of the 14th Amendment that says you have to uh, treat all people equally. And eventually the Supreme Court said, well, the deadline is tomorrow at noon. December 8th, whatever that one week before date was. And there's no clear answers. So we are just deciding that the last certified results from Florida are Florida's results. And those were results that had Bush ahead by about 500 votes. Okay. And they had been certified by the woman who was the Secretary of State of Florida, who was also Bush's campaign co-chair. Oh. Yeah. Uh, later, when the newspapers filed Freedom of Information Acts and they recounted all of the votes in the state using a couple different standards that the courts had applied, under almost every standard, Al Gore got more votes in Florida than George Bush did. Oh, so we could have had a Gore president instead we of a... We could have had a Gore president yeah. because he, in fact, got more votes in Florida than George Bush did. And he also won the popular vote by quite a bit, right? And he won the popular vote by about 2%. Uh, I think that one was only by about half a percent, but he won the popular vote nation. Right. Did, uh, did Gore concede the election? Uh, eventually, he conceded the election after the Supreme Court said, here's what's happening. Okay. So that was a few weeks after the election. Uh, about a month after the election. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting case this particular year, but typically, a president will concede the election within a week. Or so, I uh, typically within a week it is pretty clear that one person does not have any realistic chance of getting above 270 votes, and they concede. But it doesn't matter if you concede or not; you can still win. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It conceding is something people do for the country, so mm -hmm. that. You know, the country can say both sides agree this guy won. So this election was, was pretty close. Well, no, not really so that close. Not close. But there's been, there's been lawsuits launched, right? Uh, there are, well, yeah, by Rudy Giuliani. I thought there was like a, 10 or more lawsuits. Oh, there's tons of them. I yeah. mean, they're all insane, but... Has any evidence been presented in the lawsuits? Almost none. Almost none. I mean, none that is going to flip, you know anywhere near enough votes in Pennsylvania or Georgia or Arizona or Nevada. I heard that Michigan to make it to make any difference at all. I heard the plaintiffs are really unable to testify because it turns out that perjury is illegal. And so they come to the court and saying we wanted to have won. And they're like, well, what evidence do you have? And they're like none. Uh, time will tell. <laughs> Um, so it doesn't matter if uh, Donald Trump concedes, the Electoral College will decide, and it's it, out of his hands. I mean, it doesn't, long term, it doesn't matter if yeah. Donald Trump concedes or not. Eventually, the Electoral College will vote. Eventually, Congress will get the Electoral College's envelope, 
and eventually Soto gets sworn in as president on January 20th. Is the result of the Electoral College confidential until January 5th? No. no. Okay. So it's all a theater of them. It's all, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I sincerely hope that the person raising his hand in the air on January 20th is President Biden at the time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we have terrible people in charge of our government in various places right now who really hope to prevent that from happening. So when is the inauguration? January 20th. Noon. Is it the 20th like every year or is it like the it's, Yeah, it's the 20th. It's in the Constitution, the 20th of January. Okay. It used to be in March. Oh, why'd they it move it? Yeah, uh, they moved it because it was insane that you elected a president in November, and they didn't take office for six months. Yeah, that's not insane. Uh, is it so they were like, what's the quickest we can do it? And they're like, well, it takes about a month to figure out the election, and then we'll have the Electoral College, and then it's Christmas, and so and take Congress will come back after Christmas, and then two weeks later, the president will come back. Is it typical for the outgoing president to attend the inauguration? I think it is. Like, I think almost all of them have. Do you think Donald Trump will attend? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think if he attends the inauguration, as the soon-to-be former president, he will have a good time. You think he'll jump up when you know? I guess the chief justice tries to warn the president, and be like, "That's mine." Yeah, when Justice Roberts tries, yeah. yeah. Who knows? He'll scowl. There'll be scowling going on. Was Barack Obama and, at the inauguration? Melania will whack his hand. Yeah. Was Barack Obama at the inauguration of Donald Trump? Uh, he was. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So, um, so it's the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. That's the person who swears I in. I believe by convention. It doesn't have to be. Oh. But I think by convention, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court swears the president in. Okay, so now that Trump, even though he's not president, he'll continue to get Secret Service protection, right? I believe that's the case. And... How much of his family gets it too? I think his wife gets it as long as they, I think his wife gets it for the rest of her life. Okay. Um, I, I don't get. think anyone else in his family gets it unless the Secret Service believes there's a genuine threat to their lives. And that's just, that's just the law. Congress could change that. Congress in the late 1990s, in fact, changed the law so that outgoing presidents, I think, only got four years of Secret Service mm. uh, because they were upset that Clinton was going to get Secret Service for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and then 9-11 happened, and then they changed the law back so that presidents got Secret Service for the rest of their life. Now, would the Secret Service protect an outgoing president from the government? So let's say uh, if the government was trying to assassinate him. Yes. What if the government was trying to arrest him? I think the Secret Service are law enforcement agents. Right. So I assume they would cooperate. And they may, in fact, even be the people that do the arresting. Now, let's say he's in a holding cell in prison. Would he have a Secret Service guy in jail with him? That's a great question, which I do not, I, I'm sure has never been litigated. It's very theoretical at this point, up until uh, now. 
But after I, all, I think they get Secret Service. You know, the law says they should get Secret Service, but the law can be changed. And I do not think a court, if someone said, we have arrested the former president and he is in a secure holding cell, is going to then look awry if the president said, and we've decided not to have Secret Service agents stand next to the president 24-7 in uh, the secure jail cell. Now, on January 20th, if he does not attend the inauguration, instead hangs out in the White House, would the Secret Service be the ones to, like, take him out if he refuses I, to? I assume Joe. You think he's going to walk in he's and gonna do it himself? And smack him around a little bit? Yeah, because yeah. Joe can take Don. Now, could Donald Trump pardon himself for crimes he has not yet been indicted of? Um, it's, it's unsettled legal. It's unsettled legally whether you can pardon yourself. Mm -hmm. You can pardon people for, un, for crimes unknown at the time of the pardon. Oh. And that has happened multiple times in America's history. Like when Nixon resigned, didn't Ford Nixon resigned, Ford pardoned Nixon for all crimes known and unknown committed during his term as president of the United States. Okay. But in this uh, case Jimmy Carter pardoned all people who uh, didn't obey the secret well, Jimmy Carter granted amnesty to all people who did not follow the Secret Service laws or protested against Secret Service during the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. um, if you All go back, way. I mean, presidents back in the 1800s pardoned people. Um, I think Grant pardoned all Confederate soldiers for crimes against the United States. All Confederate enlisted soldiers, I think, were pardoned for crimes against the United States. Uh, didn't Donald Trump promise to leave the country if he lost the election? Uh, he offhandedly said that at a campaign event, but he says a lot of dumb stuff. So, so you think that's not enforceable by the government of the United States. I don't think we can, I don't think that's a legally binding promise. Oh, man. Um, so the election's not over yet. There's- um, The election's over. There's a state that had elections for senators. Yeah. They ended up both, I guess, in a runoff? Um, so in runoff? Georgia, uh, and there are other states where this is true. Um, they require the winner of an election to get more, to get a majority. Okay. So if you have a race, who, someone has to get more than 50% plus one of the uh, votes to be selected. And in the Georgia Senate races, they had more than two candidates mm -hmm. and no candidate got above 50%. So the top two candidates go to a runoff, which I believe is in January. Mm -hmm. I think it's two months from the date of the election or something. Um, they're they're the only two candidates. And with two candidates in a race, it is almost guaranteed that one of the two of them will get more than 50% of the vote. Okay. Um, so in that time, would those states have less senators in the Senate? Less votes? Well, the new the new Congress doesn't take office until January 4th. So Georgia has the same number of senators now as it had, right? They were senators before the election. They continue to be senators. 
Um, I think in Georgia, one of the two Senate races, the person in it was appointed to fill the remainder of a term. And if someone, some states have the law that if someone wins in a special election, they take office as soon as the election is certified because they're replacing the appointed person. Okay. But the Georgia election hasn't been certified yet. So, uh, you know, both current Georgia senators uh, that are in office are still senators. Okay. Is this you know, one-off rule? Like all states do this, only some states do this? Um, I, I don't know the answer. I don't think all states do it. Okay. And it can only be the Senate uh, because you, well, it can't be the House, but you can't appoint someone to a House seat. All right. Well, that's all the time we have tonight. I want to thank my guest, Keith Statenfield, for coming on the show and telling us all about the election. Stuff. Yeah. Stay tuned in December of another show and maybe another president. Maybe. Well, I don't know. We're... I guess we'll have to look what date we tape on. I mean, maybe it's the Electoral College Day. Maybe I'll be drinking again. <laughs> all right. Good show. Do this? Yeah. Like in a box. <laughs> <laughs>